This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, March 6th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Promising snowpack for now, state plan for groundwater trading, and WOTA spite rolls forward. Snowpack on pace to break a 40-year record. The snow water equivalent in California snowpack is 190% of average for this date. That's according to the Department of Water Resources. The snowpack is slightly trailing the state's 1983 record, but more storms on the way this month could put the 2023 in the lead. What it means? Well, the deep water bank in the mountains is offering farmers hope that agencies, again, might bump up delivery allocations. But not every part of the state has benefited equally. The southern Sierra stands at 209% of its end-of-year average, while the northern Sierra, with the state's largest reservoirs, is at 136%. Trinity Lake remains at less than half of its historical average for this time of year, with just one month remaining in the traditional wet season. The forecast? Well, water managers are praying for a long, slow melt this spring, but they will be watching long-term forecasts closely for any potential warm storms that could rapidly wash snow down from the mountains, creating hazardous flood conditions and eroding gains in the snowpack. DWR to develop groundwater trading strategy. Governor Newsom is hoping to develop a strategy for fostering groundwater trading markets within basins. His budget plan proposes nearly a million dollars for developing such a plan. The background? Well, last year the Water Commission gathered feedback from stakeholders to guide the policymaking. The subsequent report sought to answer critical questions about impacts to small or socially disadvantaged farmers and to drinking water wells. Trust, access to accurate data, and a sound groundwater sustainability plan are the basic elements for a well-functioning protective program that, according to the Commission, lawmakers are likely on board as well. The Legislative Analyst's Office recommended they approve the spending plan given the importance the legislature places on groundwater management and on protecting vulnerable communities. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West next. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Bravo AgriFinance. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Water's fight rolls on. Implementation date, two weeks away. The Biden administration says the Commonwealth of Kentucky and business groups have not yet established standing in their attempt to block implementation of the new Waters of the U.S. rule scheduled to take effect March 20. 
in papers filed in federal court in Kentucky Friday. EPA and Army Corps of Engineers, through the Justice Department, said that while the state, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and other groups have filed numerous individual declarations to support their challenge, they, quote, allege no specific injuries traceable to the 23 rule. And it's difficult to see how they could. The declarations have a common defect. Plaintiffs' claims of harm are premised on either a complete disregard for the rule's similarity to the status quo or overstatements of their slight differences. Waiting for SCOTUS. Well, the government also called the notion put forth by the plaintiffs that waiting for the Supreme Court Sackett decision, quote, creates uncertainty, and that is uncertainty constitutes an irreparable harm that would support an injunction, quote, a quintessential conjecture. The question instead is whether plaintiffs have suffered irreparable injury caused by the rule, not how a forthcoming court decision may affect its implementation, the government said. Now, also on Friday, the environmental groups moved to intervene and defend the new rule. The National Wildlife Federation, Florida Wildlife Federation, Isaac Walton League of America, and other groups represented by the Southern Environmental Law Center. Farm Bureau estimates over $21.4 billion in crop losses came from 2022 natural disasters. Natural disasters created more than $21.4 billion in crop and rangeland losses in 2022. That according to estimates recently published by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Economists with the farm group calculate that over $20 billion in crop losses came from drought and wildfires in the Midwest and in the Great Plains, while May hailstorms and severe weather in Minnesota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wisconsin accounted for around $410 million in losses. Approximately $368 million in crop damage resulted from a June derecho in Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Ohio, and Wisconsin, while $200.8 million came from severe weather in the Midwest in July. Hurricanes Ian, Nicole, and Fiona caused about $40.6 million in crop losses, the group estimates. Now take note, the farm group says estimates do not include infrastructure damage, livestock losses, horticulture crop losses, or timber losses, and should be seen as, quote, a minimum baseline of overall damage. Feinstead looks to offer hand up, not hand out, in Farm Bill Nutrition Title. Representative Brad Finstead, who is heading the House Agriculture Subcommittee responsible for overseeing the Farm Bill's nutrition assistance programs, says lawmakers must ensure they offer people a hand up, not just a handout. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, the new chairman of the House Ag Subcommittee on Nutrition, Foreign Agriculture and Horticulture, said the committee also needs to review the process by which states get waivers from Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program work requirements. That's a conversation that we really need to have, said Finstead. He is a Minnesota Republican. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
global food prices declined for 11th straight month. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization's measure of global food commodity prices eased again in February on significant drops in prices of dairy products and vegetable oils and fractionally lower costs for grains and meat. The FAO food price index was down six-tenths percent to an average of 129.8 points last month, the 11th straight month of declines. The index is now 18.7% below the peak reached in March 22 on the heels of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Again, you can read our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Right now, I'd say it's pretty much a 95% chance we're going to get 50% of our water. That's Fritz Dirtz, the Sacramento River Settlement Contractor, speaking to the California Farm Bureau. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, March 6th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.